Do you think your identity is secure? Think again. It isn't. Consider the email that I, a colleague recently received from me. Here's, here's what it said. Hello, Monty. How are you, spelled you, doing? I will like you to handle an international bank transfers for me with some other few transactions today, but first let me know the required information needed to process an international bank transfer. I will appreciate a quick response from you. Thanks, Randall Craig. Now, of course, this email did not come from me, but beyond the bad grammar and the completely idiotic request, how would the recipient know? And more importantly, how might you protect yourself and the unwitting recipients when you also will have your, well, if you also have your identity purloined with this type of attack? The answer is surprisingly easy and surprisingly disturbing. You can't do a single thing. The nature of the internet, and email in particular, makes email spoofing surprisingly easy to do. The perpetrator need only programmatically insert your name and from email address into the visible part of the email header, which is the part that your email system displays. And that's it. Welcome to the world of email identity spoofing. That being said, there are clues that you can use when you receive an email that appears suspicious and you want to see who really sent the email. Beyond clues such as bad grammar and spelling mistakes, uncovering this type of fraud requires exposing the email header, which is usually hidden, and that displays all of the routing information from the sender to you. Each email program is different. In some versions of Outlook, right-clicking on an email message will give you an option to view source. In other versions of Outlook, open a message and click options or tags. In Gmail, click the three dots in the top right corner of the message and choose the option show original. The header shows a lot of technical information, but it boils down to providing some key information. The destination, you know, delivered to, and then whatever the address is. The route the email took, all of the received by lines and the identity and authentication for the main sending and receiving server. And you'll see things like received SPF, authentication results, X sender. There's also who replies should be sent to. So it'll say reply to colon and then the name of a particular address. The one I just described had a reply to Randall Craig, but it had some bogus email address, uh, CEO board of directors at gmail.com or something. So if you see an unexpected reply to email address versus the reply to name, which can also be spoofed, it's, a, it's an easy clue to identify. As I mentioned just a few seconds ago, another clue that, was, that this was a spoofed email was the text it, itself. Typographical errors, non-standard abbreviations, and strange grammar all make the email suspect. And the request for international banking transfer information that's icing on the cake. So here's your challenge. The biggest risk in email fraud isn't clumsy nature, uh, clumsy emails of this nature, but when a hacker gets access to your email account and actually sends their request directly from the account itself. This week, make sure that your passwords are strong enough that they can't be easily guessed and that they contain enough non-alphabetical characters so that brute force attacks are also less likely to work. And here's something to ask your tech folks. 
Your IT group should ensure your email servers have sender ID, DKIM, and DMARC, D-M-A-R-C, configured appropriately, and that only authorized computers can use the sending server. While this won't prevent all types of spoofing, it'll absolutely help. I'm Randall Craig, and I hope this got you thinking, and if it resonates, let me know why and if I can help. Reach out at www.randallcraig.com.